0: Welcome to the Business of Agriculture podcast with me, your host, Damian Mason, where we get together every week right here and discuss issues impacting the industry of food, fuel, fiber, and farming. That's right. It's the Business of Agriculture, and I, as usual, am bringing you interesting insights and information. None of that boring crap. We're not doing the jet stream patterns predicted over May and and where the Alberta Clipper's going to take moisture. Those people that talk about weather don't know that. Anyhow, we're not going to do boring stuff with grain charts and tell you what the spot price of corn's going to be at some point 18 months from now. You've got that on your phone. No, what you want right here is dialogue and discussion about the industry that you love, that you work in, that you probably grew up in. The industry of agriculture. I got a good show for you today because we're talking about something that just happened. Just today, March 19th, 2019, as I am recording this, 30 minutes ago, the news dropped this bomb that the jury in San Francisco ruled Monsanto, which is now actually Bayer, caused a Sonoma County man's cancer through use of the chemical Roundup. Now, if you keep up with my stuff, if you see my stuff online, I've been... Discussing this a little bit because it's that important. Glyphosate is the world's most used herbicide. The world's most used herbicide. In the business of agriculture, we use a lot of glyphosate. Right or wrong? Well, it turns out a lot of our detractors are the opponents. Those who do not like modern agriculture want that to change. So we're going to discuss the legalization, or I'm sorry, the lawsuits, if you will, against glyphosate and what this means for you. And I'm going to also tell you look to firearms. Look to firearm lawsuits and you pretty much have the same thing. That's right. That's what we're doing here today. We're discussing why this matters, what it means to you, and why firearms are moving in lockstep, if you will, on the lawsuit front with agricultural chemicals. Okay, so to bring you up to speed, it was a jury in federal court just today, March 19th, 2019, uh, in San Francisco ruled that Roundup weed killer was a factor in causing a California man's cancer. This is the second case. The first one was decided in August. That man was awarded $289 million in August by a jury in San Francisco. Uh, and then it was reduced down to $78 million by a judge. That one's done. The second case the second case, is divided into two pieces. The first part of the case, because the judge even called it a bellwether case. That's the judge in that case said... This is a bellwether case, and there are lots of lawsuits that are going to look at this, and that's going to determine how things shake out. So Judge Vincent Chabria uh, decided it should be be heard in two separate uh, hearings, if you will. So the court case is divided into two. The first part, determining whether or not Monsanto, now Bayer, was guilty of causing cancer. And then the second part was going to be... The punitive part, meaning now let's just figure it out. So they decided, this jury in San Francisco, that probably leans a certain way politically. I think we can all probably admit that, right? It's in San Francisco, perhaps the most left-leaning jurisdiction, zip code area in our country. Not a particularly big agricultural area. They grow some grapes, they have some vineyards, but uh, that's pretty much it. Don't you think these trial lawyers chose San Francisco for a purpose? do you think they went there knowing where's our best chance of stealing a lot of money and getting this all done through a sympathetic jury? Of course. So I'm going to give you some more backstory on that. And again, I'm going to keep bringing it home to why this matters to you and why it matters to all of us in agriculture. The simple answer, because this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is just one chemical, one company, one court case, now two, and there are 11,000 more lawsuits filed in the United States right now, sitting there already filed in the United States of America. This is the first two out of 11,000. Do you think more are coming? I guarantee it. Okay, so why this matters to you is, first off, this is not the last time we're going to hear about this. We're going to hear about this again and again and again and again. It's going to get more and more hard for companies that make chemistry that we use in the business of agriculture to get it legalized, to get it it approved from the EPA. And then once they put it out there, if they think, hell, we're just going to get sued of all our profits, why would we bother with this? So that's kind of one of the big pictures. So I want to tell you why this matters to you. And the big picture real simply is all other chemistry is going to be taken away from us. Because do you think the trial lawyers and the cause groups will go away? Answer, no. So let's break this down. This is the second case. There's a reason it was filed in San Francisco. Because, again, the trial lawyers said, all right, we're going to, we're going to put this out there and we want to win. Where's our biggest opportunity? Des Moines? Indianapolis? St. Louis, Monsanto's former headquarters. Uh, Probably not, no. It goes somewhere that the jury probably is already anti-chemistry, anti-agriculture, anti-modern agriculture. agriculture. The kind of person that marches against Monsanto, that signs petitions outside of Whole Foods, who says, I just don't want those factory farms. That's what you have when you have San Francisco. So it's not by accident that that case was filed there. We'll bring you up to speed also on some of the cause groups because what we really have seen here is the cause groups like environmental working group, that's one of the biggest detractors against Modern Egg. Ag. Every farm bill they came out they come out and they're against it. And the environmental working group loves to say they call themselves a non-profit, non-partisan organization that empowers people to live healthier lives in a healthier environment. Oh, they've got boatloads of money that comes into them. They've got boatloads of staffers. And they are really heavy on being anti-Monsanto. So what do you do? You just make sure you continue to gin up propaganda against a chemical company Tell them that that the chemical company is killing you and then say, we're fighting for you. So just in case you forgot, back in the summer, right after the Monsanto lawsuit that they lost in August, within one week, the Environmental Working Group just happened to have a study. They just happened to have a study that said they had found traces of glyphosate, the chemical in Roundup. In your Lucky Charms, Cheerios, and other children's cereals. Of course, now they bring out the study that they've been sitting on, waiting until the news media was going to pounce on it, right after the jury announced that the uh, that the uh, lawsuit against Monsanto went the way of the plaintiff, then it became a pile-on. See? This, com- this company knowingly is killing people, giving them cancer, and they've got glyphosate in your lucky charms by the way it was then just in the last 2 weeks 3 weeks the company that came out i'm sorry the organization which says uh it, it was the public interest research group right and you're saying hey i'm in the public i like research well again it's a cause group it like it has a cause group with a name that sounds like it's on your side but really they're pretty anti-Monsanto. The public interest research group found that there was glyphosate traces in your beer and wine. And they particularly started naming brands. Why? Because when you name the brands, those poor companies say, crap, what are we going to do to sell wine? We can't sell beer if people think there's glyphosate in it. So, of course, they know it's a shakedown. That's what cause groups do. Community organizers, cause groups, radicals, whatever you want to call them, this is how they work. They, they intimidate through media and public relations and propaganda that then scares the bejesus out of everyone so that then the consumer works against the foe of the environmental working group or the public interest research group or whatever the organization is and that's again why this really leads to bad things for you if you're in the business of agriculture because these cause groups oh sure they can pull up a scientific study or maybe a not so scientific study The main thing is that they just pull up some sort of study and then they blanket it with fear and all sorts of anti-chemical anti-modern agriculture rhetoric knowing that the average citizen of the united states of america has never gone without food they've never produced a calorie of food they've never even had to go out and walk a soybean field like say i did growing up because they never grew soybeans so they don't understand that gmo soybeans with roundup ready technology is a pretty good thing it means you don't have to work as hard it means you can actually be more productive use less resources not get skin cancer not break your back hoeing weeds That's all stuff that matters to us. And agriculture does not matter to our consumers. So the Environmental Working Group is all over this. Within uh, eight minutes of this verdict, of course, they had it on their website. And they, of course, say things like, The herbicide's active ingredient, glyphosate, is carcinogenic to humans, said Environmental Working Group president Ken Cook. And it goes on and on to talk about... Oh, what a bad decision it was for Bayer to buy Monsanto, sadly, I think that actually might be accurate, and that there's more than 11,000 U.S. lawsuits pending, et cetera, et cetera. Now, you're going to say, Amy, you sound like you're all mister ra Ra-ra Monsanto. No, no, no. I am Rah-Rah agriculture, and I'm telling you that these cases are not about the science necessarily, they're about the feelings. And this is where I'm going to compare it to guns. Let's just say guns in Connecticut, You see, just on Friday in the Wall Street Journal, I was traveling and I read an article, the manufacturer of an AR-15 can be sued over the Sandy Hook massacre, the court rules. So I saw that headline and I thought to myself, okay, yeah, I own some firearms, but I'm not going to read this just from the standpoint of I'm some sort of a wacko uh, firearms enthusiast that wants to have a million firearms in an arsenal somewhere. I'm reading it. I'm reading it from the standpoint as a rational firearms owner. Who also sees great parallels between firearms and agricultural chemicals. They are both legal in the United States of America. They are both extremely emotionally evoking topics. Bring up assault rifle at a cocktail party and see how that works for you. Bring up Monsanto. Doesn't even exist anymore, but Roundup, glyphosate, agricultural chemicals. Bring that up at a cocktail party and see if you get some reactions. You can talk about vanilla all day long, and nobody will even lift their lift their attention to pay attention to you. But if you so much as say, I don't really think there is a thing called an assault rifle, oh boy, will you get some people jumping on you over that. So the manufacturer of an AR-15, which is a what everybody says is an assault rifle. It's actually not what the A or the R stand for, but that's okay. It doesn't stand for attack rifle. Whatever, that's fine. The main thing is, it's a style of gun made by a lot of different manufacturers. In this particular case, it's Remington. Remington was the manufacturer of the gun that was used by Adam Lanza. You might remember Adam Lanza. Adam Lanza was a mentally ill, fairly pretty well insane, probably should have been institutionalized young man who lived with his wealthy mother who did not work who also just lived off of the paternity that her, her ex husband paid her. You're saying, Damien, what's this happening to do anything? Well, of all folks that should be able to keep an eye on their children, this woman went and volunteered at the Sandy Hook Elementary School because she probably wanted to be around kids that uh, were not insane, that she thought maybe she was going to fulfill herself by not being around her own son. She put her son in the basement in front of violent video games and gave him access to this type of weapon. Yet she's not being sued, she's dead. She's not being sued, Remington is. Because this is the big picture for you in the business of agriculture. You're out here saying factual things, logical things. Well, if you wear protective uh, gear, glyphosate's fine. Glyphosate's been used since the 1970s, early 80s. We're all pretty well, doing well with it. Those are logical statements, factual statements, just like I told you about Adam Lanza, the insane kid. his mom gave access to high-powered weaponry, hung out in his basement, played video games. Well, it's not him. It's not him that's being sued. It's not his mother that's being sued. It's the manufacturer, Remington, who manufactured a Bushmaster XM15-ES2. That again, Atalanza got from his mother before he went and killed 20 schoolchildren and himself, along with six educators. In the school on that terrible day. Supreme Court of Connecticut. Of course, Connecticut would be very similar to San Francisco in terms of its political leanings. We can all admit to that, I think. In Connecticut, the Supreme Court just ruled four to three. Four to three. There was a dismissal of a wrongful death lawsuit. The families of the victims that were killed in that elementary school seven years ago, or six and a half years ago, brought a lawsuit. It was dismissed. The Supreme Court then took on the case and overturned that dismissal and said, no, it's okay. The suit can be brought by these family members against Remington Outdoor Company. So you're saying, Damian, where are you going with this? I'm saying that when a cause group, let's say anti-gun or anti-agricultural chemicals, wants to get rid of something, but they don't have the ability to do so legally, they don't want there to be firearms, whether it's the AR-15 style or any firearms just depends on what a particular political and, and physical belief is by one of these individuals that belongs to this group. Let's say you're in the group called uh, Connecticut Moms Against uh, Guns or whatever there is. You want there to be no firearms. So what are you going to do? You're going to donate money to the cause organization, the not-for-profit organization that you donate money to, then creates public relations, shows pictures of little dead kids, you know, laying out there with blankets over them as the first responders showed up. Horrible, tragic, ugly pictures. You do that to convince the electorate and everyone else that's watching of how terrible firearms are. So that anytime this issue comes up, they believe that you will think about that image so that you will be opposed to firearms. That's emotion. That's not facts. That's emotion that they're tugging at. Not data, not ballistics, not regulatory legal jargon. And then you push it through the lawsuits because if you can't get the law to change, you can get lawsuits to force those companies out of business. So the big objective here for these cause groups is to put Monsanto or Bayer or Remington out of business as the maker of these products that they abhor, that these, these products that they absolutely want there to be none of. That is the objective. So you, in the business of agriculture, are saying, Damien, I'm still trying to understand why this matters to me. Well, when the companies that make glyphosate are all sued and out of business, because trust me, Monsanto is one of many. Granted, they have the patent. But that patent's long since gone away for Roundup. Glyphosate, the generic, is made by plenty of other companies. Are they going to be sued? They haven't shit. So Monsanto's the easiest one to go after because they've been maligned, just like now Remington. Name the company that is easy to hate. And, of course, in agriculture, it's Monsanto. And I will put all the other chemical manufacturers on notice. You sat on your hands for 20 years while the anti-modern ag crowd marched against Monsanto. And you said, hey, man, at least they're not coming after us over here at Dow, DuPont, Syngenta, BASF. Where do you think these people are going to go next? Where do you think the trial lawyers are going to go to make their next million? If I got $78 million out of one lawsuit as a trial lawyer, I'm going to be all over this, right? That's my job, to go and take money through the court of law. So where do you think they're going to go next? Do you think they're just going to go away? Do you think the Environmental Working Group, an entire organization between Washington, D.C. and San Francisco, that's where they are, with hundreds of employees, do you think the Environmental Working Group is going to go away just because Monsanto gets a couple of lawsuits uh, you know, under their belt? Or maybe when Monsanto finally folds, Bayer has to go bankrupt because they just realize, oh my God, we can't we can't withstand seventy-eight million dollars per lawsuit times eleven thousand lawsuits. Do the math, dear folks. That's more than the company is worth or capable of ever obligating. So you think they're going to go away? You think the cause groups and the trial lawyers are going to leave, fold up their tent, and say, okay, that was sure a good party. We got rid of Monsanto. We got rid of Roundup. Our job's done. No. They're going to come after every other chemical. Oh, you used what? BASF's product, Post, or Basagrand back in the 70s? And you're 85 years old now and have cancer? We think that you should sue. Syngenta, DowdyPot, Valent. Name every chemical company. I'm not being mean. I'm being honest. This is where this thing goes. And the same thing on the firearms. Once Remington has been bankrupted, then they're going to go after Smith & Wesson or Colt or any of the other companies, any of the manufacturers that make these type of firearms. And then it won't just be the AR-15 style, it'll be the next thing. And of course it'll be in law, it'll be in lawsuit against gun state, uh, against gun friendly states, right? It'll happen in the Connecticut's and the Massachusetts and the California's probably before it'll ever happen in say Alabama because the politics of firearms, well it's going to be the same thing with chemistry. So that's where this is all going. Uh, And you know what? I read the excerpts from the court case because I always do that to deliver a good product to you here on the Business of Agriculture podcast. And I saw that again and again, the attorneys for Bayer slash Monsanto went after the facts. Would you please understand the facts do not matter. It is not the facts that are on trial. It is a company that a certain group of our citizens love to hate. They've already been marching against them, remember? And you think that getting up there and talking about facts, I want to tell these fe- these, these legal minds, don't use facts. Remember, your, your opposition has already been influenced by the Environmental Working Group telling everyone that there's glyphosate in their lucky charms, or by the Public Interest Research Group telling everyone that glyphosate, because of this evil company is in your beer and wine! You can't even get a glass of Sutter Home after work one day, Mrs. Suburbanite, because they put this chemical in your wine. Now, of course, with advanced testing, we can find parts per billion of just about anything, from, uh, from mouse turds to insect parts, but that's okay. You can't sue... You can't sue and malign a large chemical company over finding a part per billion of an insect part in a hot dog. Now, eventually we might get to that. But right now, let's go after glyphosate. That's the way they're thinking. So when these cause groups and trial lawyers team up, agriculture loses. You're saying, Damien, maybe it's not that big of a deal. You know, uh, I'll still just use other chemicals. Again, I believe that those chemicals are also going to be targeted. This is just the first in the tip of the iceberg. You know what else? There is a rumor going around that a large distributor... Uh, an agricultural distributor, you know, like the place where you go and get your fertilizer and your chemicals to put out your crop, is going to not carry glyphosate in the very near future because their insurer will not allow them to. You see where this goes? The forces that you think are in a courtroom, just some 12 random jurors selected to do their civic duty, You might mistakenly think that those people are just doing their civic duty. No, no, no. They may or may not be. But also, they are being manipulated over the last several years of all the anti-agricultural chemical news. Just like when we finally have a jury trial, and we will have in Connecticut, because now that state has ruled that the families of uh, the children who were shot can sue the gun manufacturer. And I'm not getting into this whole thing about pro-gun, no-gun. I'm just gonna tell you that this is where this goes. The guns will not be made illegal, particularly by the US government, but the companies that make them are just going to be bankrupted out of business. So if you wanna sell firearms, you're gonna be almost financially prohibited to do so because of the amount of litigation you're going to face. That's what's going to happen on chemicals. Also, then, if we'd have distributors that said, oh, we can't carry this product because our insurance company is terrified that we will be sued since we sold it, handled it, warehoused it, and applied it onto your field for you. So after the manufacturers have been sued, and then the distributors have been sued, and the retailers have been sued, and then, of course, there's the retailers that have it on their shelf, who else do you got? So the other chemicals and then the, all the distribution channel. Until all of a sudden, the groups like Environmental Working Group have achieved their objective. They've put all of this chemical completely out of reach. No longer be used. It'll probably be used still in Brazil, Argentina, all of the developing countries, all the countries that are competing with the United States will have access to it. Much like DDT in the 1970s. But we won't have it here. Which means we'll either be farming organic. Uh, We will have to really ramp up our innovation, or we're going to have to bootleg it in. I'd say maybe we could actually fight, but I'm afraid this fight's done, because 11,000 lawsuits and a whole bunch of PR are going to make the chemical companies pay until they can't anymore, and that's the entire gist of this podcast. You're going to have a tool taken away from you, and it's going to be done not by facts, not by science, not by agronomy, not by all the things that agriculture thinks about. Economics, production, crop Crop production, raising and harvesting, all those things we think about all the time. And you know what? That's not one factor at all to that jury in San Francisco. All they saw was a company they'd been trained to hate. And they saw an old man sitting there dying of cancer. Somebody's got to pay. By God, it's that evil Monsanto. Until they're gone. And then it'll be the next chemical company and then it'll be the distribution channel, and on and on it goes until there is none. That's my prediction. I see it happening on firearms. I see it happening on agricultural innovation through such things as chemistry. You can look up this article here about the AR-15. It's in the Friday Wall Street Journal, Manufacturer of AR-15, are your keywords to look up there. And, of course, the story on the jury ruling in Monsanto is all over the place just today. I'm Damian Mason. Thanks for joining me. Do it again next week. We talk about the business of agriculture.